Singing Dutchman Productions. Hello and welcome to Doug's Front Porch, a podcast where I get to sit down with friends, old and new, and have honest conversations. Today I welcome to the front porch just myself. I'm sitting here in my trusty rocking chair, rocking back and forth, because it's a time for me to think about a couple things. And that's what this episode's all about. I entitled it A New Chapter. I could have also entitled it the end of a chapter, but I decided to look at the positive instead of the negative. There's, there's a difference between saying the new chapter and the end of a chapter. You know, this podcast is coming out, uh, this episode is coming out in the middle of May, which marks the one-year anniversary of Doug's Front Porch. It was the beginning of May 2020 that I created this podcast, and it made me think, you know, now is a good time. Uh, I'm a teacher, as you all know, I think by now, especially if you listen to the podcast. And as a teacher, we're often told to reflect uh, on our teaching, uh, thinking about things that we can do better in our classroom, thinking about ways that we can better reach our students, thinking about ways that we can become more effective as educators. And I often find myself doing that even outside of my classroom. And this is an opportunity for me to sit back on the front porch in my rocking chair and reflect on what this past year and what this show uh, is, you know, what the past year has brought and what this show is kind of all about to me personally. You know, looking back at when it was created, I had this idea for quite a while that I wanted to have a podcast, as also many of my listeners know. I have a very active YouTube channel that you know, deals more with Pennsylvania Dutch culture, language, and history. But I wanted there was, there was other stuff I wanted to talk about. Uh, I love talking to people. I am a very outgoing person. I think conversation um, is so important. And I've mentioned this and had this discussion with many of the guests that I've had on this past year about how important conversation and getting to know other people is in making our society better and in in having us have a better understand of our neighbors and those who are not only the same as us but also more importantly those that are different than us and i see this uh, this podcast as an outlet for that to hopefully you know bring other people's lives into your ears twice a month where you learn about people whether they're a, a nurse by profession or a teacher or a musician or thinking about all the different guests that i had on this past year and i want to first say thank you so much to all of the guests that agreed to come on and actually sit and talk with me for an hour <laughs> when we would record I couldn't have done the show without all of you, so thank you so much to all of those guests. And thank you, of course, to all of you who are sitting here listening to this because you are the ones that keep me going, right? I make these episodes hoping that people will listen to them, and every week I get an update from Buzzsprout, which is where I host my podcast with the number of downloads and if people left comments. And those those emails are always... Um, always bring a smile to my face, whether the numbers are low one week or higher another week. I just It lets me know that people are actually consuming this product that I'm putting out there, for good or for bad. Uh, but it always you know brings a smile to my face, saying, ah, oh, someone's listening, and that, that makes me feel good. I'd be doing this, though, even if no one was listening. For those of you that really know me well, you know that that's just the kind of person that I am. So now it is time to reflect a little bit. And thinking back on the past year, I mean, where do you start? A 2020. Now, granted, the podcast started in, in May, 
But we, you know, by May of 2020, we were two and a half months into uh, the beginning of the global pandemic, COVID-19. At that point, a lot of us still didn't know what the heck to expect. People were thinking, oh, we'll be we'll be able to get back to normalcy by August or well, then summer came and we were all still wearing masks. Uh, and then, so, well, maybe things will be back to normal by the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And well, as we all know, the fall came and went. And those holidays came and went, and some of us had to make some very hard sacrifices of not visiting family for Thanksgiving or not seeing friends and family at Christmas time. Uh, and then we thought, well, we'll cross into 2021, and hopefully that'll bring some changes uh, in in our situation. And to a certain extent, it kind of did. We were lucky that this spring, of course, as all of you know, we had the creation of the vaccines. And as I'm recording this, I and my wife both have been vaccinated. Um, we were lucky enough to get the Johnson and Johnson shot since we are educators in Pennsylvania. That was what was given or we were allowed to get or had the opportunity to get. And that has definitely eased some stress about knowing that at least we've been vaccinated. Uh, and hopefully they you know, the science will work and all of the work that those scientists did to create those will be in, you know, will be to the benefit of humanity. And I look back at the podcast, of course, you know, over the year, uh, I had, as mentioned before, the opportunity to talk to so many great friends, old and new. Some uh, are people that I talk to regularly. I think to episodes like Kevin Schock and Lisa Barr, who just lived down the street from me. Uh, and then I think to episodes like Sarah Mull, who lives on the other side of Pennsylvania, but we talk from time to time on social media. And then I think about the episodes where I interviewed people like Andrew Brown and and uh, John Striffler who live in Norway and South Korea, people I don't get to see very often, but through the beauty of the internet and social media, I'm able to at least stay part of their lives. And I think about those conversations as, you know, the analogy of sitting on the front porch is real to me. We sit we talk. We aren't physically on the front porch, of course not, but we have the opportunity to sit and talk to each other and share our lives and share our stories. And hopefully those stories make all of my listeners think, uh, expose them to some new, uh, of course, new people, but also new ideas, new ways of looking at the world, new ways of, of experiencing maybe those same experiences that, that you have had in your life that my guests have had. So as far as the podcast goes, you know, 25 episodes in a year, I'm really proud of that. And I hope that you enjoyed all 25. Uh, and as far as moving forward, well, I'll talk about that here a little later on. Personally, 2020 was a very tough year um, for me and my family. As listeners of the podcast know, back in April of 2020, I, I and my family lost my maternal grandmother. She was 91. I did a whole mini bonus episode called In Memoriam. You can check that out that talks about her life and, and how she influenced me and you know how she lives on through me. So I'm not going to go into detail about that. But uh, as the year progressed, my paternal grandfather, Ray, uh, was still fighting, still living. He celebrated his 96th birthday in, in February of 2021. We had a Thanksgiving and Christmas we were able to celebrate with him and my father at our home on the farm. Uh, and then in March of this year, towards the end of the March, towards the end of the month, we lost my paternal grandfather. And this is when I was thinking about at naming the show the end of a chapter. In this aspect, it is the end of a chapter. With the passing of my grandfather, Ray Maidenford, 
we closed the chapter in my book of life of my grandparents. Now all four have gone on, have passed on, are, depending on your faith, my faith says they've, they've passed on to a better place. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, my grandparents, all four of them, played an absolutely vital role in the formation of the person that I am today. I and my brother were more than blessed, and we know that we were, that we were able to grow up spending so much time with all four of our grandparents. Our two maternal grandparents, Arlene and Joseph Bauer, were essentially our caretakers uh, during our very early formative years. Both of our parents worked Monday through Friday, 40-hour-a-week jobs, uh, and my maternal grandparents only lived a mile from our farm in the little town of Centerport, Pennsylvania. And that is where we went before school and after school, uh, and also where we were in the summers or any day that we didn't have school and my parents were working. So we were, you know, partially raised by our maternal grandparents, two of the most stereotypical traditional Pennsylvania Dutch people you could ever meet. <laughs> Uh, and our paternal grandparents, Ray and Alma Maidenford, they were just as important in our lives. They lived a little bit farther away from where I grew up. They lived eight miles away, <laughs> just south of our farm, just south of Leesport, Pennsylvania. And as we spent the weeks, Monday through Friday, with our maternal grandparents, my brother and I spent our childhood weekends with our paternal grandparents. It was quite typical on a Saturday that my grandfather Ray would come to our farm and help my dad do work around the farm, whether it was in planting season or harvesting season or in the winter when we were doing um, various things to the inside of the farmhouse. When the day was done, my brother and I were packed up into his car and we went to his place and, and spent Saturday night there as an overnight uh, with, with him and our grandmother Alma. Uh, those are memories that I cherish deeply. And then Sunday mornings came, we had breakfast, and off we went to church. I mean, that was my childhood. And I cannot stress enough that the role of those four grandparents. My brother and I did not have any first cousins. My mom was a, had one brother who was born a paraplegic, never was married, never had any children. And my dad, our dad, was an only child. So we never had cousins growing up to play with. Uh, and look, growing up on our farm, we didn't have any neighbors nearby necessarily that had kids our age that we played with either. So my brother and I's, you know, our formative years were our grandparents. And that got me thinking while I'm sitting here, <laughs> you know, reflecting on the, on the lives of our four grandparents and for me personally, what each of them taught me. And I would like to share that with you. For my grandfather, Joe, Joseph Bauer, uh, who was my mom's dad, I learned these things. The value of service. And what I mean by that is my grandfather was uh, drafted into World War II. He served in the United States Navy, uh, was plucked from his farm in northern Berks County, spoke Pennsylvania Dutch and English, although his English had a pretty thick accent, um, and was given a uniform and sent to the West Coast where he was trained in California and then put on a boat and eventually made his way by the end of the war to Okinawa, Japan. And I often think, my God, what must that have been like for a, for a, for a short, stocky Pennsylvania Dutch farm boy to be pulled literally from the fields and put on a boat and sent across the Pacific? But that value of service for our country he valued deeply. But he was also, after the war, very involved in our local fire company, 
in the 1940s and 50s, he served as a firefighter for the Hamburg Fire Company. And then after his retirement uh, from working, he served as a fire policeman for Central Burke's Fire Company based out of Centerport. And those are the memories that I have of him always serving, whether we were going to a fireman's parade or a carnival. His, his idea of service and his way of giving back to the community was through those services. And that made a very strong impression upon me as a young child, seeing him in his fire police uniform, having the blue light atop his car, and any time they were at the farm and they would leave, he would turn it on and flash it, which I thought as a kid was so darn cool. Uh, but I learned from him service and the value of service. His wife, Arlene, our grandmother, my mom's mom, I learned from her a lot of things. One, how to cook and how to bake and how to cook and bake traditional Pennsylvania Dutch food because that's about all she made. Um, I don't think I ever saw her make anything that was not in some form Pennsylvania Dutch <laughs> in background as far as food was concerned. But she also taught me the value of parental care and love. As I mentioned earlier, my mom's brother, Robert, our only uncle, was born paraplegic and spent his whole life in a wheelchair. And he lived with our grandparents there in Centerport. And that meant that my grandmother was essentially taking care of her son her whole life. He lived, uh, my, our uncle lived up until the early 2000s. So that meant as my grandmother was in her 80s, she was still taking care of and, and taking care of her son. Um, and I saw that. I saw that she washed his clothes. When I was a kid, she changed his diapers before he was able to get an operation to provide a colostomy bag. Those were images that were seared in me and in the, in the value of motherly love, um, something that, uh, of course, I, not being a mother, but as a father, try to transfer those ideas uh, as my role as a dad into the love and care for my children. And then I turned to my paternal grandparents. As I mentioned in my previous episode, I talked a lot about my grandmother, but it's a good thing to remind our listeners that the things I learned from my maternal grandmother, or from my paternal grandmother, Alma, was a love of God and faith and a love of country. And the joy of singing. My grandmother's faith was unshakable. Church as often as we could get there, of course. Um, when we cleaned out her bedroom after her passing, I found no less than, I think, six Bibles scattered throughout her bedroom. Whether she was reading all six, I don't know. But there were bookmarks in all six. She was a Sunday school teacher. She always impressed upon us the power of prayer and the value of praying for other people. And singing, she sang at full volume in church on a Sunday, unabashedly. <laughs> Maybe to the chagrin of some of the other congregants in our church. But it also taught me that if you're going to sing, you need to sing. Don't care what other people say. You have a voice. God has given it to you. Use it, whether in music or while speaking. And a love of country, she lost her older brother in World War II, killed in France uh, in 1944. And I think that has always impressed, had always impressed upon her the, the value of, of, of what, you know, veterans give to our country and the ultimate sacrifice that some make. For her, it was her own brother who was never able to come home from the theater of war of Europe. And now finally, as my grandfather just recently passed, my last grandfather, Ray, um, 
The things I learned from him, I can't just say in a couple minutes. I think out of all four of my grandparents, since he was the one that I had the longest, I learned the most from. I learned calmness and the importance of being calm and not getting, not getting excited right away or getting overly excited about things. The absolute value of hard work. There is no substitute for hard work. It's the one thing I tell my students all the time in the classroom. Do you want something? Work for it. And work hard. There is a value to that. As a farmer and as a boy that grew up on a farm, he knew firsthand the value of hard work and what can come from honest hard work. He also taught me what it means to be a gentleman. And I don't mean that in the 2021 version of whatever we're saying right now are gentlemen. I mean being a good person and a good man. I don't even know if I can express that really into words what he taught me in regards to that. But when I think of the word a gentleman, he is the first image that comes to my mind. He also taught me, as did all three of my other grandparents, the value of being part of something bigger than yourself, whether it's an organization that you belong to and helping and serving in that, whether it is serving like my other grandfather did in firefighting and, and fire police or as a soldier. This idea that we are all part of something bigger than just ourselves. And maybe that's because all four of my grandparents were children of the Depression and World War II, that greatest generation. They they lived it. They understood firsthand that it isn't all about me. And those are values that all four of my grandparents, but particularly my grandfather, Ray, passed on to both myself and my brother. I could go on and on about my grandparents. I love them. I miss them dearly. I think of all four of them on a regular basis, as I'm sure many of you who have also lost your grandparents or your parents do. It's not uncommon. It's good to reflect. It's good to think back about the good things. And, you know, with the recent death of my last grandfather, you know, a lot of people shared uh, some very nice comments with me online, and we were able to have a funeral, even though COVID was still going on, but the restrictions had been eased a little bit here in Pennsylvania. And there were a lot of people that came to his viewing and to the service that followed and said very kind things about, you know, the things that they remember about my grandfather and how, how good of a person he was. But I want to share one thing in particular that was said to me, well, actually sent to me. One of my dear friends is a biologist, and he'll rename nameless at this point, but he uh, does not live close by, uh, so he wasn't able to attend the funeral or the viewing, but sent me an, an email um, that I'd like to read a part of to all of you. He wrote, I wonder how many have offered words of support by telling you that they were, quote, sorry for your loss, unquote. Many, I'm sure. But I'm equally sure that those words don't help a lot right now. So what will? Perhaps it'll help to have folks recognize what it is your grandfather represented, what he might have given you, and how his passing will affect you and your family now that he is gone. Perhaps it'll help to recognize that your grandfather was a gift, in the very same way that each of us is a gift to those who know and love us, your grandfather was a gift. Grandparents, however, are different, for they are venerable, steeped in experience, with much to give those who are open to receive their special gift of wisdom. 
following the pattern repeated by all living organisms, we are born, exist for a milla microsecond of cosmic time, and then die. From the very moment we draw our first breath and become part of this living world, our departure from it is guaranteed. What lies between these endpoints can vary and depends on the sort of organism in question. Surely, we can agree that the life cycles of a bread mold, an eagle, a bacterial colony, an elm tree, and a human are very different. My limited understanding of bacteria tells me that the life of a single bacterium must be very much like that of any other a trillion trillion other cells. I might be wrong about that, but I bet I'm not wrong when I say that, save its most general aspects, the life of every human is very different from the life of every other human. And how is it that this may be so? Surely there are ethnic, social, economic, political, religious, and even geographic influences. I would argue, however, that the thing which most significantly influences our individual lives is family. Families are complex in their structures and in the myriad connections among those structures. They are wonderful, vibrant, things which can assure the continuity of commonly held values and beliefs, ideas and practices held for generations. You have been fortunate to have grown up in a very close and loving family. The glue which guarantees family cohesion is, of course, its members. You have been very fortunate to be related to a number of individuals for whom family was and is important. I know that your paternal grandfather was one of them. It is, in part, this gift of a strong belief in the value of family that you are the person you are. Your grandfather taught you, by example. Will his gift cease to exist now that he has passed? Not for a second. His gift of a belief in the value of family lives through you, your wife, your children. That gift was expressed in the life that your mother and other grandparents passed and is expressed in the lives of both your father and your brother now. Do not mourn the loss of physical stuff. Celebrate and live the lessons your grandfather taught to you and to all that knew him. I could have sat and tried to write something like that for days and never have been able to do what my friend did there in that comment in the in those comments that he wrote he's right family is the greatest gift that we have as all of you know and can tell from what what was just said there family is important to me and i hope that it is important to all of you because as mentioned and as i've said in other episodes everything that i do is passing on what has been given to me and hopefully passing on to my children or the generations that come after my children. As we look forward to a new year here on the podcast, there'll be new guests. I'm sure things will change in my life. Things will change in your life. And together, we can experience those, those changes and talk about them and help each other through the difficult ones and hopefully celebrate the good ones. So as we move forward in 2021, I'm not going to call it season two. I'll just say we're going to start a new chapter. More episodes of the podcast will be coming out with new guests, maybe some different type of interviews. Hopefully I have some ideas that I'd like to bounce around a little bit more with some friends before putting them on the on the podcast. But I think you'll enjoy what I what I'm trying to cook up as the future comes. Take this opportunity to sit and reflect on what has happened in your life over the last year since spring of 2020. Um, there'll be some good memories. There might be some painful memories. But together, we as a community are there for each other. 
whether I'm in your ears twice a month or just down the street. Never feel free, never feel afraid to reach out, send me an email, send me a text, or stop by the front porch and, and let's rock a little bit. Because it's through conversation that we all will be able to become and work towards a much better, more cohesive society. And hopefully one that we can be proud of passing on. Just like my grandparents, I know, were proud of what they passed on to my generation. Take care, my dear friends, until I'm in your ears again. Thank you for listening to Doug's Front Porch, a conversational podcast with your host, Doug Maidenford. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Five stars only, please. Follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Doug's Front Porch. Also, please feel free to tell all of your friends about the show, and I'll see you all next time on My Front Porch. Thank you.